I'm Ray Suarez, and you're listening to America Abroad. The fall of former Tunisian President Zine El Abedin Ben Ali has led to a democratic transition. Tunisia held successful elections and adopted a new constitution in March 2012. The Anada Party, which assumed power, is made up of self-described moderate Islamists. But Jews in Tunisia are experiencing anti-Semitism they hadn't seen under Ben Ali. Under 2,000 Jews live in Tunisia, most on the island of Djerba. But Jewish history in Tunisia goes back millennia. The Lagoulet Synagogue, in a coastal suburb of Tunis, is one of the last places you can hear Hebrew being spoken in Tunisia. Here, every Friday and Saturday, a congregation of around 20 or so Tunisian Jews gathers to recite prayers from the Sidor, listen to a sermon, and discuss politics, life, and religion over the usual lunch. The first Jews to settle in Tunisia established themselves on the southern island of Jerba in the 6th century BCE, where they founded the Gariba Synagogue. Over the next centuries, more Jews emigrated from throughout the Arab-speaking world and settled Tunisia's interior, taking mostly menial jobs. Today, after the revolution, a bad economic situation is putting pressure on Tunisian Jews to migrate. Unemployment is high, pushing 20% by the most recent data, and the tourism industry, which benefits Tunisian Jews on the island of Jerba, is lagging. Khudir Haneya, the curator of the Gariba Synagogue on Jerba, has witnessed the effects of the economic situation on his community. Families have left Tunisia. They do not have a job here. Anti-Semitism, too, seems to be making a reappearance. Khaybar Khaybar, you Jews, the army of Mohammed is returning, chanted a crowd of thousands at the arrival of popular cleric Wajdih Onim in Tunisia. The chant refers to a battle fought by the Prophet Muhammad against the Jews of Khaybar and effectively calls for a renewed war against the Jews of the Arab world. It was not the only time since Tunisia's revolution that groups of radical conservative Islamists have called for the death of Jews or pronounced other anti-Semitic slurs. The death threats were condemned by Rashid Khanoushi, head of Tunisia's ruling Islamist party, Anahda. Interim President Mansef Marzouki visited Al-Khriba Synagogue on the 10-year anniversary of a terrorist attack by Al-Qaeda, reiterating his commitment to a tolerant and open Tunisia. So I say from this podium that we will not tolerate any discrimination against Tunisian Jewish citizens. They are an indivisible part of our people. Other politicians also spoke out in support of Tunisia's Jews. Selma Bakar, a member of the Democratic Modernist Poll Party in Tunisia's National Constituent Assembly, spoke out against those who would interpret Islam as advocating violence. This Islam does not represent me. The Islam that I have known and was brought up in taught me how to love it and feel secure with religion, not to be scared of it. I love Islam and feel secure with it. It is not imposed on me. This is not the Islam that I am scared of. All the principles that we learned when we were little, today, in the name of backwards ideas, we are pulling away from. Many Tunisian Jews, however, felt that the government was not doing enough in the face of serious threats. Ani Kabla, a Jewish woman from Jerba who owns a cyber cafe, was disappointed with the government's inaction. 
And the thing that hurt me a lot is the fact that the government did nothing. I mean, we saw nothing. Only after 10 days, it supposedly condemned the incident. And that is something that hurts the most. In spite of these economic and cultural problems, Tunisian Jewish culture remains vibrant and resilient, and the vast majority of Jewish families have no plans on leaving as long as they are able to stay. Roger Bismuth, the leader of the Jewish community in Tunisia, explained how Tunisian Jews were not eager to leave because they identified themselves as Tunisians first and Jews second. Personally, I am Tunisian, 100% Tunisian. I have no double nationality, I have nothing. I am completely Tunisian, but I think this problem should be put aside. We are Tunisian citizens and we have all the rights and the duties that any citizen has. I'm not minority. In my country, I am equal to anybody. And while a small minority has taken advantage of Tunisia's newfound freedom to express hatred towards the Jewish community, the country's tradition of tolerance and coexistence has remained for the most part intact. That culture of tolerance saw a proud expression during the Tunisian revolution. In the chaos that followed the collapse of Ben Ali's regime, security could no longer be guaranteed by the police. And so, Tunisians organized into local committees to assure each other's safety. Khalid Hania describes the scene on Jerba. The revolution happened and we continued our work. We opened the synagogue. And the Muslims were even guarding us. Where will you find this scene elsewhere? Absolutely nowhere but Tunisia. One man who embodies the ability of Tunisia's Jews to take pride in their cultural specificity while integrating fully in their country's civic life is Jacob Lelouch. Lelouch is the owner of Mami Lilies, which serves kosher Tunisian food in La Goulette, the eclectic suburb of the capital that is the gathering place of most of northern Tunisia's Jews. If you pass through the restaurant to enter Lelouch's home, you'll get a crash course in Tunisian Jewish history and customs. These pictures are here to show what extent traditional outfits are the same, whether for Jews or Muslims. If you see this Jerba bride, you can't tell whether she's a Jew or a Muslim. She's actually a Jew, since the photographer attested that this was a Jewish wedding. There's not a big difference between her and a Muslim bride. In last October's constituent assembly elections, the first free elections in Tunisia's history, Lelouch decided to run for a seat in the body that would draft Tunisia's constitution. Lelouch, who ran as an independent, says he decided to run to break stereotypes about civic life in Tunisia. I wanted to break a mentality in most Tunisians and people abroad that a non-Muslim Tunisian cannot be involved in the politics of a country and its organization. Why not? If we are Tunisians, since we had a revolution for democracy and what else can you call it, dignity, we all have the same rights. If a Tunisian Muslim can be a candidate, why can't a Tunisian Jew or a Tunisian Christian or any Tunisian? While Lelouch did not win a seat, his results showed substantial support from the community, and not just the Jewish members of that community. In the more traditional Jewish enclave on Jerba, where Jewish culture goes back over two and a half millennia, a new generation has chosen to reconcile a pride in its origin with a desire to move forward into modernity. My name is Aziza Haneya. I am 22 years old. I was a student and I graduated yesterday. Aziza just got her degree in business administration from the University of Medinin, making her one of the few Jewish women from Jerba to hold a post-secondary degree. Her decision broke with tradition and also meant pursuing an education surrounded by non-Jews. However, her difference in faith did not mean she experienced any intolerance. 
I am the only Jew in my school, but everybody supports me, thank God. Religion is something between you and God. Only time will tell how long Tunisia's Jews will retain their small but tenacious foothold in the country's population. What is certain is that for now, they have an indispensable place in their nation's culture. From Tunisia, this is Misha Benoit-Lavelle for America Abroad.